the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Years ago, politics was Hollywood for ugly people. If only that were true and they were just ugly, which they are. They're not only ugly, they are pathological. Their deception would be obvious if society wasn't so stupid. But unfortunately, here we are, where people will believe key important information, data. From the only entity we know lies every time it opens its mouth. See, the only thing that matters in jobs numbers is the labor force participation. That is it. It's relatively a new number. They didn't start really counting it until the 70s. 60s, they had some ideas. But back then, there was integrity. Not just in Washington. You could argue it wasn't, but it was in America. American citizens wouldn't have tolerated the kind of lies we accept now as policy and information. Back then, when they hired somebody in the government, they knew that that job cost the the people of the country up to 10 normal income tax receipts to pay for one bureaucrat. Now what they do, they count bureaucrats as employment And that is the mistake. That is the equivalent of a snake eating its tail, pretending it is a good hunter. And that is the economy of all socialists. That is why it sounds so good. We're going to give everybody jobs. Everybody's going to work. Everything's going to be wonderful. When the reality is, the only number that matters is labor force participation. And if you stripped out government spending and government employment, it would have been negative for the last six years including through the Trump years. Finally, the labor force participation rate moving in the wrong direction. This is not good. 62.1, 62.1, uh, that equals uh, the low mark, which was in July also at 62.1 on a recent basis. If you go back in the last year, we had 61.6, 61.4 actually in January of 2020. So when you look at it in the context of 2022, it's a big It's a big disappointment. But the reality is, if you look at where we are today in relation to where we were before the greatest atrocity perpetrated on man called COVID was implemented, you would see that 700,000 small businesses are gone. Right now, it is estimated that between 40 and 50% of all small business can't pay their rent that was due yesterday. The idea that this imbecile still defecates in the Oval Office and calls himself president is the real issue. My approach to building the economy 
of the future is working because of the strong support of your delegation. And when you see these big projects in your hometown and cranes going up, shovels in the ground, workers with hard hats, I want you to feel the way I feel. Pride. Now, everybody with an IQ over 60 that, that isn't in on the government mafia or isn't a scumbag sitting on their fat ass waiting for a welfare stimmy is anything but proud of this particular administration or anybody who calls themselves a Democrat. Pride is the last thing you think of when you think of a Democrat. You think scumbag if you're not one. And that is why they tout the corruption openly. You see, he was asked if he's going to go to Georgia and help the preacher who likes the baby murderers. Instead, he said, yeah, I'm going to help him. How am I going to help him? I'm going to raise money from my mafia unions. Aren't you going to Georgia to help Senator Warnock? I'm going to Georgia today to help Senator Warren. Not to Georgia. I'm going to help Senator Warren because I'm doing a major fundraiser up in Boston Thank you, sir. today for, for, for the, uh, our next And until that problem is solved, this pay-to-play scheme that is being called an economy, these numbers, these jobs reports, and all the rest of it, means guts on ghoul. It doesn't mean a rip. Because these people who are giving us data are absolutely and completely lying. There are some sectors that we do see are slowing down. Certainly um, this holiday season even was slower than predicted with trade and logistics, retail. This month we're seeing that the retail jobs actually lost, I believe, 29,000 jobs. So um, there definitely is... Now just for a minute, think about what season it is. It's called Christmas, or it used to be. This is when retail jobs have massive hiring and have since the very time job numbers started to be calculated. Since that very moment, this was the month where there was a massive increase in those jobs because it used to be there were small businesses that hired people. There are not anymore. It is a different schematic. What that does mean is those are people that need benefits, and in there lies the snake eating its tail. Because more people will then go on the benefits, and the cycle of failure will continue. That's what it looks like when a Democrat is in charge of anything. And you wonder why. They're the most important person in our government. You could argue it's the president, but this, this isn't really the president. I'm going to prove to you beyond the shadow of a doubt. Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, nor does he give a rip. The most important people are the people who are in control of the financial sector. That is what determines Everything in the economy. Unfortunately, Maxine Aunt Esther Waters is the one in charge. She has never worked. She's 84 years old. She was elected in 1976. The closest she got to business is when her scumbag husband, the banker, married her lame ass. That's it. And don't worry, he was the first to get the bailout with the stimmy money under W. So this kind of clout and corruption is clearly bipartisan. But ultimately, you and I, the honest people, we're always the one who gets stuck with the tab. These wretched scum will be in their $6,000 suits with their phony government cheese every single day of the week until we stop allowing open and notorious bribery into government. And until you close K Street, you're going to board up Main Street. 
some slowing. You know, overall, if we look at last year, you know, 2021, we averaged 562,000 jobs a month. Going into this report, we're averaging about 407. So this morning we get 263. I think we're going to continue to see those numbers slow down um, over the next few months. And it's celebrated, by the way. It was celebrated by Newt Gingrich. I'm going to tell you something. I never liked Newt. I never liked you, Newt Gingrich. Never. I understand you did some good things. It's absolutely true. But for the most part, you were one of those guys that always was good at lip service. And when push came to shove, you had a good idea to get yourself elected. And that was welfare reform. You did a great thing, and you managed to get the intern molester, Bill Clinton, to sign it. But aside from that, you're more of a political animal than you are somebody who's really fighting for straightening things out. Because if memory serves me correct, you're very rich, too. And it wasn't because you wrote good books. In fact, Newt Gingrich touts the achievements of Joe Biden, has carefully and cautiously waged war in Ukraine with no American troops. Is there anybody that believes that? See, Newt is too either too stupid or a smarmy, cunning liar. Because there have been, there are, troops in Ukraine. There's also $20 billion missing from the $91 billion we gave. He doesn't want to talk about that. He had just one of the best first-term off-year elections in history. It wasn't Nancy Pelosi, it wasn't Ron Klain, it wasn't Jill Biden that said that. It was Newt Gingrich, leader of the Republican Revolution in 1994. And this is why... Until you break the idea that Republicans are looking out for what's best for the country, we're going to keep on the merry-go-round of deception that is the government supremacy we are suffering under right now. Now, some people are in on it. And for you guys, I get it, you scumbags. You deserve it. If you're sitting in one of those fraud jobs at O'Hare Airport waiting for the $5.8 million, $5. million today, I get it. Just shut up and don't draw attention to yourself, fatso. In the meantime, let the real men and women of this country understand exactly what the problem is. And it's you. It's government spending. There's nothing to be proud of in massive infrastructure. There's nothing to be proud of. And I have a a sneaky suspicion, Squirrel, there's going to be a bill passed in the next 45 minutes. Keep an eye on that for me, will you? Because they always like to jam it on Friday. And they release the information when no one can do anything about it. And when their propagandists would rather talk about Joe Biden's achievements than the failure of the policy that is the Democrat mafia. And I really mean it. I, uh, I really mean it. And I mean it sincerely. And I mean it sincerely. I mean it. I mean it. And I mean that sincerely. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. And that's not a joke. And that's not a joke. Literally, not a joke. That's not a good joke. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. If, if, if for one instance, somebody would pour through the numbers and then tell you how many of the jobs they're counting are a result of government spending, which means they are government subsidized, maybe we could get some integrity. But there's no more of that. There are no f- more fundamental principles in your local government, your county, your state, but clearly not the ones that are giving us what are the most important numbers. Instead, we have been infiltrated by outright con artists, truly. President, the American people are increasingly disgusted at the level of corporate greed that we see today. So my question is, are you, are you disgusted with corporate greed or are you, like me, disgusted with government greed? Because this government now will celebrate numbers that are frauded. It Instead of 
recognizing every month we go deeper into debt as we continue to have to lie to the people while printing up more debt. Nothing is going to change. And it could, because the Republicans in Congress have to show the testicle fortitude to stop the spending now. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There are some people who uh, fancy themselves Kennedy Democrats without realizing John F. Kennedy would be called a radical conservative Republican today. Those are the morons that allowed the Bernie Sanders communists, the Chuck Connor-looking Elizabeth Warren to call themselves Indians, the whole time spewing government supremacy. And they are about to be bought off in the Democrat-run sewers. Any twosome newsome, California Governor Reparation Committee recommends $223,200 per descendant of slavery. Oh, God. Well, what about the new slave? I'm the slave. Because if you're working to fund this scam artist government, you're a slave. So I guess it's all about schematics, not to mention the Ulster Scots, but nah, we're going to have to have citizens be able to read and think. Those days are over. Greg in Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, um, I've been doing some reading, and I see now we got troops in Somalia and other parts of the globe. Plus all this money we're giving to Ukraine. Seven hot spots. Now, I talk make... about them all the time, not to mention in the Horn of Africa, we have, what, 7,000 <sighs> troops? What exactly are they doing? Nothing that I want to, I don't want them spending, I don't want them there. I, I, uh, I'll be American, honest, let me just be honest, Sean. Terrorism. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So I used to be, right after 9-11, I thought that the military was the answer, and I thought we were doing the right things. But as I've gotten a little wiser and read more and everything, I realize now these wars are not good for our, co- our economy, our country, our kids, our troops, and everything else. And it's basically just enriching a bunch of um, BS Democrat scum and fat pigs that don't deserve it. Yeah, and I just think that right and I think that's something that we have to continually bring up now is this military involvement in areas that we don't need to be in because it's something about a waste of money, it's reckless spending, and it's going to get us into trouble, in my opinion. I, you may yeah, disagree, I, but I just wanted to air it out. I think we start there, and then we start to tell people exactly what those, those lightning bolts on the, on the soldiers of Ukraine and the, who Stefan Bandera was and exactly what Ukraine military really represents, not to mention, where does the money go? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kozitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary carrying cash stashed in suitcases. Kozitska is the wife of Ukraine's former member of parliament, Igor Kozitska. Huh. 20 billion missing from the 91 billion cent. That's just Ukraine. Somalia. Syria. We occupy one-third. Only the oil fields, though. Oh, maybe Joe Biden's got something to say about that. Look, folks, gas prices are down. And you barely hear anything about it right now. They're continuing to go down. Why are we occupying the oil fields in Syria? Why? I mean, was it the chemical weapons that the CNN anchor smelled on a shirt? You have to be an absolute moron to be a Democrat. Craig Mount Greenwood. Craig, you're blowing it. I went to you. What are you doing? All right. Forget about Craig. He's sleeping. Scott, Aurora. Hey, I got a question. I'm to understand that, you know, we hired these 87,000 IRS agents. Uh-huh. Uh, so the IRS money, from what I understand, from 1913 was basically a loan 
that was given to the government, an interest-only loan, is it, if that's true, then... Wait a minute, the, the IRS, IRS money, what do you mean the IRS money? Help me with the, the money, the, 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 uh, it was a loan that the, that the IRS, which basically JP Morgan Chase, I mean, you, you know about all that. Yeah, uh, yeah but you're, what were your, there are two separate things. You're talking about when he started the, the, the Treasury Department and what the IRS agents were started on, if that loan was ever given back to JP Morgan. Is that what you're referring to? Because they are factored in our budget. They're part of our government spending. And that's why. Right. The atrocity of eighty-seven thousand new ones. You double, you double them. But the excuse was what I found peculiar. Their job was to re-audit tax returns already filed. That's how they sold it. That's how they passed the bill. Obviously, you know that's not what they're here for. They're here to intimidate and extort the real slaves in this country, the working people, not working for the government. That's what they're here to do. So that's the best way I could answer your question. But believe me when I tell you, they are not going to go comb over returns that somebody else filed. They are here to be enforcers for the government. Like here, real quick, I'm going to give you a clip. I have others on it. This was today, HUD, the Department of HUD, which falls under Ann Esther Maxine Waters' purview. This was today, and I want you to understand who it is who runs these organizations. Thank you very much, Madam Chairman. Uh, Mr. Mitchell? I'd like to, if I could quickly, go through a, a quick discussion with you. Do you work well with the Department of HUD? Organization does not work with. I, I'm sorry, I could not hear you. Our organization does not work with the Housing and Urban Development Department. I, I don't know. Could you hear that answer? Said no. Okay, thank you. Very now, I want you to understand, this is a liaison. It is employed by HUD, works for HUD, provides services for HUD who doesn't have the courtesy to answer a representative of the people who's asking him a direct question. Because what the allegation is, and has been during this election cycle, is that Republicans are trying to obstruct HUD. Which HUD has never spent more money, and nobody can tell us where it is. See, this is who's occupying these bureaucracies. So if you think these 87,000 IRS agents, our accountants, are there to represent the people... They're not. They're there, there to represent the corruption in government, and they will. Craig in Mount Greenwood, you better be there. I'm here, Sean. I'm sorry about that. I have more trouble with my phone. Anyways, hey, listen. NSA. These agencies, we got all these blasted agencies and uh, departments that are so-called government uh, protection for us to make, you know, make our lives better and protect us, stuff with our health, stuff with our uh, economy, stuff with everything. All of these areas, everything is basically goes to crap here. I mean, they they hurt us in every possible way. Aren't there any people in any of these places or anything that are, that are for the people? What the hell are they doing in all these uh, jobs? You have to hope that the new Congress is going to eliminate 50% of all bureaucracies. See, but nobody ran on that. I am, you know, here we are, and the, and the, and the Republicans narrowly won. What was the mission statement of the Republicans? Did they talk about spending? Did they talk about ripping out Obamacare? Did they talk about the bureaucracies? Did they talk about the politicization of our law enforcement, of the Department of Justice, of all of it? Did they talk about anything? So when they get there, we have but a few to rely on. 
Now, can you rely on a handful? Yes, you absolutely can. But they will be neutered. Because do you know why Maxine Waters is in the position she's in? Not because she earned it or she deserves it. She bought it. So for these Congress people who are on these committees, they do not get there for job qualifications. Otherwise, Maxine Waters would have been in charge of what? She's never done a damn thing in her miserable life except ruin the country. So you get there because you raise money and you buy it to protect those who gave you the money. That's what our government is. They don't represent you or me or Squirrel or anybody else working. They represent the pimps that bought the political whores that they are. And that's the problem. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The frustration comes in because all of this is curable, and it was cured just two and a half years ago. The price of natural gas is quoted in what's called a therm. In 2019, a therm of natural gas, we are, forget about Saudi Arabia, we're, we're, we're Saudi Arabia plus a thousand of natural gas in this country. The price of natural gas per therm in 2019 before Pickleface Fauci and the Democrat Mafia shut down the economy was $2.56. Today it closed lower than yesterday at $6.80. Do you understand how much of an increase that is? Oil per barrel, Brent crude today closed at $85. In 2019 it was 45 so to hear this dimwit in diapers, this fraud of a man, this wrinkled ass old Irish gypsy, pretend that things are good really fries me. Look, folks, gas prices are down, and you barely hear anything about it right now. They're continuing to go down. Gas is a byproduct of the most important commodity, unless you're a dimwit Democrat. Then gas is oil, because they're morons. Ron, Carol String. Sean, you know, I call you often to say... You really piss me off, but it's because you're educating me. I'm learning how effed up everything is. Joe Biden, what did he just say about the gas? He has no clue. And you know what? I'm just going to keep burning the gas. Like, listen to this. Yeah, nice. All right, very good. Now, yeah, don't don't so, If, if your gas. catalytic converter gets stolen in Chicago, just don't replace it. The car will run fine. You can think Don't worry, I live in a that. really good neighborhood. I'm not worried about my catalytic converter. However, it is coming west. All of that's coming west. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Ron. Thank I, you, Ron. You. I love you. They love you right back. And here's the thing. When I read that statistic, I think it was Carol Roth's book, right? Carol Roth wrote about this. Everybody writes about it. When you destroy small business, that's the private economy. The government tries to make it up. That's not helping. So when Joe Biden says this, my approach to building the economy of the future is working because of the strong support of your delegation. And when you see these big projects in your hometown and cranes going up, shovels on the ground, workers with hard hats, I want you to feel the way I feel. Pride. My approach, the arrogance of this dimwit, this fraud who's never done anything of any substance except destroy and prostitute government power. My approach... Hey, stupid, what built this country wasn't the government, you fracking moron. 
What built this government was the man, the working man, the American. The only reason we had an industrial revolution and the greatest quality of life in the shortest period of time is because there were no bureaucracies the way there are today, you idiot. And your government spending is only a guarantee of more feudalism. And that's what it's like. And you see it in the Democrat areas. What is the difference between Illinois, which is a a central hub with the greatest location, oil, coal, natural gas, and the rest of it? What is the difference between that and Tennessee? Philosophy, and that's it. Illinois could be far better to live than Tennessee. All you have to do is get rid of every rat Democrat. Mitchell displays. You know, Sean, keep this in mind with Hillary Clinton, okay? Her VP in 2016 was Tim Kaine, who was white of Hillary. He was a pro-life Catholic. So when Hillary Clinton talks about anti-abortion or using that as a platform, she is full of BS because Tim Kaine was in charge of the DNC for all financial matters. He was the money man. So, of course, that's who she picked. So do you think the reason why she lost because pro-life Catholics found out that he was pro-life Catholic? No! It's she because lost. she lost all the perennial sweet seats because she was unlikable. And yeah. a lot of people, the 53% of the women that voted against her in the, what you call the internal polls, which nobody wants to talk about, but you and I both know what that means, 53% of women did not like her because they thought that her dealings with Russia with the Uranium One was real. And it turned out it was real. Do you hear what I'm saying here, daddy I hear you. And I, you know, listen, she's a bipartisan. Everyone in the country understood why Bill Clinton changed on her. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. He means Hillary, and that's the only one he didn't. And we all understood why. It's the only thing he did that I thought made sense. Dave in Naperville. Hey, uh, we all like to blame Pickleface Fauci, and I get it, and I, I think he's despicable, but let's not forget, and I, I know you don't, but I just, but Trump is the one that let this go forward, and if he had said, no way, this is stupid. We he was the only one that could have said no way. And that's why I personally, I mean, if don't get me wrong. Listen, if he's the nominee, I'll support him. But through the process, I will remind everyone, the greatest failure was his. He could have stood up, and everyone makes excuses. He didn't get there because he was popular. He, could, he would have been more popular had he stood up and pointed to Fauci on the same stage and said, this man... And the rest of these idiots who never ran a business in their life are telling me that the greatest thing to do, what I must do, is shut down the economy. I, as a businessman, will never take away your right to your property. And I will shut down nothing. If your state is run by a fascist Democrat, I'm sorry. Move to a good one. And he walks off stage. The whole world is different, brother. And that's all he had to do. So, listen, when it comes to decisions and business deals, I'm sorry, I don't agree with him. I would have never hired that Irish gypsy Ed Burke as my lawyer either. I don't give a rip what the taxes were on Trump Tower. And I would have never gave that nine-fingered midget Rahm Emanuel 50000 either. I'd have spit in his face. Thank you very much, Dave. What's the point of being a billionaire if you got to get shaken down by these gypsies? I don't understand it. John Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean, uh, us Italians got to start cooking all our pasta al dente to save a few bucks on those therms on the gas bill. <laughs> yeah, I like it al dente. I'm fine with that. I'm half Norwegian. I could eat anything. <laughs> there you go. The uh, reason I'm calling, uh, I felt compelled to uh, to comment on that guest you had on yesterday, that uh, computer shop repair guy. John from Delaware Paul with the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah. 
I, I tell you what, I've seen this guy on uh, either Tucker or Hannity a couple times before, and, uh, man, you got to really feel for that guy. He just, uh, you know, here's a guy that, uh, you know, he's a better human being on his worst day than, than Hunter Biden is on his best. Uh, he's, he's trying to do everything right. And the FBI, you know, hard, the FBI th- slanders him. His father, yeah, like, 31 year colonel in the Air Force, his uncle, yeah. colonel in the Air Force. That's who I feel sorry for. I'll tell you why. Because for the first yeah. time in that man's life, he realized the government he dedicated his life to is as corrupt as the ones he fought. Yeah, that, that's, that part that's of who it I was, feel bad was, for. That part of it was really sad, but it just illustrates uh, to a larger point that uh, with these these mafia governments, we're we're really living in some kind of uh, upside down world now. You know, where the good people are bad, the bad people are good, and yeah. I like it. Give said, them what man, they I, want. I Let them live among. In. Get out of Garfield Ridge and come down here. Look at me. Yeah, I'm tan like George Hamilton. This is living, baby. Eighty-two, top down, son. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Friday. Good song for Friday, squirrel. Boy, this brings back some friend of mine texted me during the break. He said, you know, if only Trump would have done that, the whole thing would have been different. First of all, I'm not so sure. I don't believe Trump lost. I believe he was cheated. He was given an, uh, a bum deal. There's no question about it. There's no way 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. No fracking way. Because what they had to do, a bipartisan problem of the corrupt government, they had to get him out of the way. Because he disrupted their greatest scheme, although I think he could have done better and disrupted more, he disrupted the greatest scheme, the foreign policy war budget fraud scheme. Late last night, a federal appeals court shut down the special master review of the documents seized from former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. The appeals court ruled there's no need for a special master to oversee these documents. The judge cited no legitimate case law and questioned whether Trump should be treated any differently than another criminal defendant. Here's why, Judge. Well, he wasn't a judge. It was a Democrat stooge, a Democrat apparatchik. Ta-da! scum. Like in Cook County, the sitting, the two sitting judges who were on the investment group with Ed Burke, Table of Wisdom LLC, who buys the tax auction property from the people who can't pay the taxes because the taxes go up because of the corruption. They profit on their own corruption. So those aren't judges. Those are Democrat scumbags with degrees. They probably don't want to pay for their education any more than new ones. So the idea that Donald Trump is no longer entitled to the treatment of not just an American citizen, but of a president. It's not shocking that the people who protested the obvious theft of the most powerful office in the planet are sitting in jail. Well, murderers and carjackers and Democrat apparatchiks are walking around. I wonder, as the Democrats in Illinois, that sewer of corruption, are making a push for the, the uh, criminals to vote, the prisoners to vote, Although they fit right in their demographics. Stupid and scumbags. I wonder if they'll let the Republican prisoners vote. Are there any, though? I don't know. doesn't really matter. Dr. Joe, Greece. Yes. Uh, 
I wanted to relate to you, you know, how they vote over in Greece. I go to my village to vote, and everybody knows me over there. They, I know the uh, uh, president of the village and everybody. And uh, my name is written down in the catalogs and everything else. But if I don't have the ID in my hand, they're not going to let me, uh, you know, vote no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. So, and it, because it happened one time when I had lost a police ID, but they facilitated a week later that I was able to get an ID and I went and voted. And we had the results that same night. Over, over in the United States, you go over there and then they don't give you a paper they, to fill it out. They have a Dominion machine register God knows what you voted. That is what the problem is. And I think you should go. And then you have the results two weeks later. And, you know, this is what they should bring this in front of the Supreme Court. They should not let anybody vote. There are states in this country that are not infiltrated with Democrat mafia. And those states run just like your experience in Greece. I live in one of those states called Florida. However, in these Democrat sewers of corruption, they need to be able to steal the positions of power to keep the mafia running. So as you notice, wherever there was a problem, there was one common denominator. Democrats were in charge of that area. It's that simple. You, yeah, you're right. It's that simple. It's the reason so many good people left Greece. Can they take the case in front of the Supreme Court? No. No, because there are courts the at the state level, the kind like in Illinois, where you have the most notable mobster, Ed Burke, and his dimwit bride sits on the Supreme Court of Illinois. Do you think you're going to get an honest, integrity-filled Decision by that Supreme Court? I no. I doubt it. I doubt no. it. You're Those are right. La Cosa Nostra. They're only they're Irish, yeah, yeah. so their women are are sexually frustrated. Thank you very much, Doctor Joe. That's the one thing about Italy: they're corrupt and they're crooked. They're full of mafia, but their women are walking on clouds. Not like the South Side of Chicago. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I was very excited today, actually earlier this week, when I knew I was going to interview my next guest. For at least, I mean, I don't want to age him, but for the last four decades, possibly five, he has been fighting the Leviathan of corruption. He is the founder and former chairman of Judicial Watch. He's the current chairman of Freedom Watch. He's the author of numerous books. One of them, it takes his last book, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, Wake Up America. He's still putting on a fight, and he's feared by the most corrupt aspects of our government and people. His name is Larry Clayman, and it is my honor to bring him on the show. Thank you, Larry, for making time. How are you? 
It's my honor to be on your show. Thank you for that very nice introduction. Well, I think of you on a daily basis as I realize that um, our government has used bureaucracies to backdoor nationalize and enslave the citizens. And I know there's only a few people that are putting up the fight against it. And I feel like it's getting smaller and smaller. But then I look and see what you're doing. And you're still putting up the fight, as you did right out of law school. So I think that's wonderful. And when I see January 6th committees, when I see uh, special counsels and all the rest of it, I know we're a banana republic, but we can win eventually. Do you think so? Well, our founding fathers certainly did with God's divine providence against all odds. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep punching, and eventually the tree will fall. But this week, with regard to January 6th, it's a warning. We're up against huge evil forces. I, look, I don't know what the Oath Keepers did or didn't do. What I do know, because I sat in on that trial for a while when I was in the District of Columbia. I try not to be, believe me, I if I don't have to. But they were convicted on their words, not on their deeds. And they're going to wind up, at least Stuart Rhodes and one other, probably with sentences that will last for life. They masked outside of Washington, D.C. Yeah. And they had firearms, which is not illegal in Virginia. And they, you know, they were texting, we're going to go in if President Trump gives us the order to go in. You know, if there's violence from Antifa or wherever. They weren't violent. But they had this third-rate prosecutor, uh, a female prosecutor, who threw some red meat in front of a highly leftist, rabid jury. And they convicted uh, these Oath Keepers. And again, I've, I've never had any association with them, don't know them. But, but looking at it from a distance, it was a warning. And the left is crowing about this, that we're going to be able to prosecute conservatives and people of faith based on their words. And they're going to be prosecuted for treason. Now, if there's anyone who's treasonous in this country right now, it's Joe Biden. They're being bribed by communists, China, Ukraine, and Russia. But of course, nothing will happen to him uh, because he controls the Justice Department and anything that the Republicans send over uh, will never be acted upon. They can't even enforce subpoenas because they would have to use the, the Biden Justice Department to do that. So this is a huge warning to us that we have to rise up, that we are living in a dictatorship, not a virtual, it's a total dictatorship at this point. And the American people, in my view, need to declare independence again, form a new government, not a new nation, throw these people out, and move on. And the Republican Party is not the answer. Look, they just got through a period where they should have had a landslide. It's never been worse. I'm 71, like you said. You know, I've been there for four decades. <laughs> I've never seen the country in such shape. And if they can't win this election, forget it. They're worthless. They're dead. It's over. So we need new political parties, and we need a new government. One of the things that I had laughed at hmm. was the notion of seditious conspiracy, which I thought was the technical name for Biden's economic scheme. And the idea that seditious conspiracy is something that is used to put away these guys, who I have no idea who they are or what they did. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, go-along-to-get-along guy. I don't join groups. That's not my thing. I realize the corruption in the, any group. But one thing that bothered me is it was never answered by FBI Director Ray. Were there FBI operatives in the crowd, were there FBI operatives dressed as Trump supporters in the Capitol prior to anybody going in? This seems to be crucial to me, because aside from Ray Epps, there could potentially have been tens, if not more, of FBI agents that were 
conspiring to entrap people. That's how it smells to me. I still don't understand why people are sitting in jail and haven't been given due process rights. Well, this is why people should go to freedomwatchusa.org, watch our trials. We've indicted uh, Biden and his son, Hunter. We've indicted Fauci. We're going to be indicting federal judges. This, today we had a citizen's grand jury, and we're seeking the indictment of Josh Gerstein of Politico, who stole the, uh, the Dobbs decision, uh, causing the near assassination of Justice Kavanaugh. And we need to enforce the rule of law ourselves. We don't have a Justice Department uh, on behalf of the American people. It's working against us. It is our enemy. And this is really frightening. And you're right. Um, there was a setup there. But even if there was a setup, nobody did anything. And you can't go into the, the Capitol. Instead, you know, you get indicted. And they, the judges will not even give you bail. And then they make you get down on your knees like this is Iran with a forced confession. Either you confess that you did something wrong when you believe you didn't, or you'll get a longer sentence. This is this is the this isn't the United States that we thought we we had. Oh, oh, it's outrageous, and, and and you have to remember, I spend a lot of time still in my in my home state of Illinois. I just got back from there, back to Florida. There is an elected, a newly elected woman who is the descendant of a of a Chinese Maoist who wants to. She just won. And she wants to implement where people can be sued civilly for their opinion, for what they say on social media, on airwaves. Somebody like me, what I say when I when I come out and correctly expose the corruption in the Biden government for what it is. And you see how they're proven wrong and we are vindicated, whether it be the the Hunter Biden laptop, which had a plethora of evidence for Joe Biden to be tried for treason and seditious conspiracy let alone the people that bribed him. I don't understand why people of consequence, these, these, these elected officials, are not taking up this mantle. Or if they are, in some cases, they're stifled, such as Ron Johnson or Rand Paul or some of the others who are trying to put up a fight. Well, because, because most of them, they're, they're in it for, for dough, not, for, not even for show. I mean, how many emails are you getting every day from the Republican Party? I'm still a registered Republican. I only keep it so I can criticize them. Yeah, no, but, I signed up Victor Urban's nephew. I don't get him. Yeah, it's it's become a, a fundraising racketeering enterprise. Now now you got to donate to Herschel Walker. The guy has zero chance of winning, and it doesn't matter anyway because they've already lost the Senate. So, you know, yeah, exactly. send us money. It's crucial for the United States. First of all, the guy can't even put a sentence together, so what's he going to be able to do no, when I he gets up be- there? I find it to be difficult to, to, to play the lesser of two evils. I always did. And if you look, you know, as I said, from Illinois, it's like all of these mafia-run states. The Republicans mm. are interwoven with the Democrats when it comes to business or family relations and all the rest of it. The problem I have, Larry, is that it's so obvious. I'm amazed there's still anybody that doesn't see it. And what I came to recognize is that people do see it. And unfortunately, there are more people that want in on it than want to rip it down. And now what do you do? You're right. And that's why I would like people, if I can promote yeah. no, Freedom Watch a little bit, to go to freedomwatchusa.org and donate with tax-deductible contributions. We, we need the help, particularly since the Republicans have siphoned a lot of money away from public interest groups with their phony claims that they're going to save the country, is that we, the people, need to take back our own legal system. We have the right to indict. We have the right to try. We even have the right for citizens' arrests. 
and and we're going to have to do something like that peacefully and legally. I don't advocate violence, no, but no. we have a right to ourselves take this country back, and it's not going to happen by this phony Republican Party that does nothing but raise money. And then when they have the opportunity to take control of Congress, they can't even do that in the worst period of American modern history. You know, Larry, I, I am asked by Republicans in one form or another. I'm very selective. I'll only talk to a few. But I never understood the idea of how the, giving them money that you're taking off your own table, when we know what litters and what has infiltrated the Republican Party, as you see Mitch McConnell, for an example, and his wife, that right there is outrageous to me. And here's this 80-year-old man who has been elected since the 80s, has, has achieved nothing. If you look at the quality of our lives since Bill Clinton took mm-hmm. office and all the rest of it, well, how is this guy just automatically... In leadership. And you, you come to realize it's because they're raising billions and billions of dollars. And that's what this is. This is a corporation that never pays taxes, that really is raping the people, not just through policy, but through the lie that they're going to help them. And until people wake up, I mean, it's just going to be more of the same. And that's why they need to get out people who threaten that institution of corruption. Right. And the, and the Democrats and Republicans, they're, they're part of the same league, the National and American Conference. And in the end of the day, they scratch each other's backs. They pretend they're doing something by having phony hearings, going on Fox News, raising more money. But, in fact, at night, they're partying together, and they're going to the bank with it. And, you know, there's never been a recession in Washington, D.C. And that's why, you know, when we do declare independence, we should take the capital somewhere else. Let them commit crimes against each other. Let's move on. That's how I feel, and that's why you know I advocate for everyone to get out of these hellholes. But the, I feel since Antonin Scalia hmm. left, unfortunately, since he died, who is really speaking up for those principles in the institution of government? And you realize we've got all of these Supreme Court justices, supposedly, who are not in on the, on the organized syndicate that the Democrat Party represents, yet I don't hear anything from them. Nothing. No one is coming out and advocating that the Department of Justice should not be led by a Chicago Democrat hack who has not only said Alibi as a once great city became a, a laughingstock, a mob operated organization, uh, but is open in his politicization of the Department of Justice. This is outrageous to me that there isn't a Supreme Court justice saying you can't do it. You, this is crazy. You can't do this. No, you're right. I mean, the guy's an absolute disgrace. And he's not the only one. you got Christopher Wray. You've got a whole lot of them. You know, Biden's cabinet is a freak show. I mean, you have to make an effort to get these freaks to, yeah. to represent us. Look, look at Pete Buttigieg. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, no disrespect. I mean, if you're gay, fine. Do your thing and leave everybody else alone. But poses in bed with his surrogate, with his, his wife, a man, pretending that the man just gave birth to kids takes three months off as the country's collapsing with supply chain crisis, is a leading presidential candidate for the Republican Party. I mean, the guy's a freak. Yeah. I mean, he, literally, he's a freak. These well, are the he, people that are running, the, or Mayorkas, you know, from Homeland Security. You know, a, a moron. You know, and, and, and how about and this the, is, the horrors that have happened because of Mayorkas, which is astonishing to me because I'm very intimate with the with the uh, uh, the, the heritage of the Cuban-American and how proud they are. My best friend was Cuban. His family, you know, I love to death. But the idea that a Cuban would advocate would advocate this kind of 
of, of Marxism and dress it up as policy, lie to the American people, tell the American people the border is secure as both deaths from fentanyl and sex trafficking and the rest of all of the problems without declaring the real problem. If we have a problem on the border, it's because they're refugees from Venezuela. They're refugees from third world corrupt governments. If you want to wrap it like that, I'll help you. But don't tell me everything's fine as Americans are being decimated. And no, there are no repercussions. I just am astonished that government is the only thing that can look you in the face, lie to you, and then get paid for it. Well, look at Kevin McCarthy. Who's, if his IQ is, is higher than 70, you're stretching it. Oh, he's going to be the next Speaker of the House. You know, he says, oh, we demand the resignation of Mayorkas or we'll impeach him. Well, it's not Mayorkas, it's Biden. Okay, so he doesn't want to go against Biden because he's worried the Justice Department will, you know, dig up dirt on him. So they make Mayorkas, as stupid as he is, the whipping boy. But it's not Mayorkas. He's getting the orders from the top, and he's probably getting the orders, you know, relayed to the White House by Barack Obama, who's out there down in, in Georgia. I'm starting to think it's not it even Americans anymore. I'm starting to think that the orders are coming from the oligopoly that is running China. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it, it does explain why would you now, after you won, wouldn't you be chanting, I cannot wait to be sworn in. We are going to impeach Joe Biden just on the information the FBI has had for three years alone. And the idea that they don't even bring it up except for a handful of guys. Well, I talk about sedition, opening up the borders like this with drug traffickers, human traffickers sex traffickers, terrorists, and diseased people. That is treason to this country. Have you been working on my idea of uh, building the wall between Florida and Georgia, and can we just secede already? Yeah, well, I'll help you. I'm a Floridian myself. Okay. I know you are. But why don't, why don't we just line it with alligators and, uh, I mean, it's and just, sharpen their teeth? I want a national know? divorce. I think it would be worth whatever it costs. It's just ridiculous. You can't live amongst it. And, you know, when you see that what happened, the skullduggery in the elections in Arizona, and you realize the common denominator is always the Democrat secretaries of state, it's just a game. It's like uh, rolling dice with Big Jilly on Guys and Dolls. And yeah. You don't stay well, it all points to the fact that we're going to have to get some cojones, uh, to speak a little Cuban here, yeah. and we're going to have to take matters into our own hands peacefully and legally, and we have the right to try, we have the right to seek convictions, we have the right to sentence, we have the right to petition law enforcement and military to arrest these people. They need to be put away, and, and Biden himself, uh, he is a criminal, and he's nothing less than a criminal, and yeah. In 48 states in this country, including California, the most left-leaning, if you know of someone who committed a felony, you have a right to arrest them and turn them over to law enforcement. And somebody needs to start thinking in those terms. And I believe the military would actually carry out a conviction. We're hoping that it will, frankly, you know, valid legal process. And I, it's the only way we can get rid of these people. They're like cockroaches. I had, I had they the, I had the nuclear attack. I had the pleasure of interviewing the guy who uh, Hunter Biden brought the laptop to yesterday. And I came to find out his father has an Air Force colonel, served 31 years, and so did his uncle. When they went to the FBI, he walked out and said he never experienced anything like that. And the realization that these guys, unfortunately, uh, uh, are victims of a government that they thought they represented, and they realize it's more like the ones they fought. This is a sad day. I mean, it's you know, I hate to be... Yeah, down and oh, it's it. But ultimately, you're going to have to realize where you are if you want to change the trajectory. And I think that's the main thing. And yeah, that's you have why to understand the facts of life. Yeah. And that's why I like your book, number one, and essential. 
that Thank Freedom you. Watch is Yeah, out people there. can get it at freedomwatchusa.org with a contribution, or you can go to amazon.com, books, barnesandnoble.com, or books a million. Read it, because I'm just not advocating protest and boycott. I'm advocating something a lot stronger than that. And and that's the essential difference between, you know, what I wrote and what Mark Levin wrote. I don't wish him any ill will. But we already knew there was American Marxism. The question is, what do you do about it? And it's I not remember, enough to boycott, and it's not enough to protest. I remember when I was young, watching somebody from the Southern Poverty Law, which is a front for American communism, American Marxism, as they went after you. And I said, boy, I love this guy. So I love the fact <laughs> you've been doing this for 40 years. Larry, thank you very much, my friend. I can't wait to see you at Louis Bossy. I'm buying. Okay, great. Look forward. Thank Take you. care, brother. You too. Bye. We'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You can always tell when it's Friday. Squirrel steps it up a notch. See, Squirrel, if you know how to light a cigar, you never has to have to trim your nose hair. It's a twofer. Don't run from it. Don't be afraid of the fire. Fire is your friend. In the meantime, looks like a judge... Rural Arizona County judge certifies midterm elections after the judge's order. And you go all the way down the article, tells you how about the Republicans tried to have it audited, didn't want, didn't like the results of the machines, how many miscounted, how many new registrations, how many election ballots. And you realize that Judge John Tochi, John Tochi was appointed, guess who? I'll give you a hint. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. Yeah, that's right, Squirrel. Barack Obama nominated him. And that's why when I do the uh, interviews and I tell you the truth, and I'm not Pollyanna, and I don't pretend that Mitch McConnell with his Chinese shipping heiress wife or the moron Kevin McCarthy, boy, that name's Irish, are going to save you, they ain't. You're going to have to wait or go to high ground. Where's high ground? Anybody without a judge named Tochi. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? I'm all right. You know, elections like stolen, economy's taken over by scumbag union payoff yeah. assets, not to mention China owns a president and a few congressmen and some senators. Aside from that, everything's peachy. Yeah. First thing I'd like to say is have a great weekend, so I don't forget to say that. Oh, thank you. And the, qu- the question that I'd like to uh, ask you is, why is it called a hate speech when a person says something about uh, someone or a group of people, but it's not a it's not a hate speech when the government or politicians call people deplorables and white supremacists and... Uh, they because it is a phrase. Uh, it is a phrase. They're domestic terrorists, and uh, it's a phrase of, of of political correctness, which is the scepter of all tyrants, and they can implement it where they want rather than address the issue. So when I say, for instance, hate speech, like let me give you a good example. I hate far more white people than any other race. Would that be considered hate speech? Okay. No, because who I mean, 
are those people who believe in collectivism, in government supremacy, who support communism and Marxism and socialism. The reason this country has sent a million of its boys to get murdered and kill others called wars against ideologies. I don't think that's hate speech. Now, is it hate speech if I happen to point out that those are the philosophies of the Chicago Democrats? Huh? It's a gray line, right? So that's hate speech? It, it might be, but one thing that it will always be is the truth, and they don't like the truth, right? And there is no dignity in government jobs. None. No dignity. There's no dignity in welfare. None. And when the IRS guarantees it will misuse its power that the people give it to enforce it and politicize it against people that spot the scam in the Democrat mafia, that's an act of tyranny. So which is worse, tyranny or hate speech? Thank you, Rich. Think about that for the weekend. And I will have a good weekend. Not as good as a Ukrainian lobbyist, but it'll be fun. About those scumbags. The Azovs were funding Nazis. Sent my uncles there to kill them. Greg LaGrange. Hey, how are you on this Friday? Wonderful. I'm actually, I actually feel wonderful. I, even though I'm angry, what, I, but I like to be angry. I'll, I'll tell you what. You, you've been, you've been getting some really good guests, and I think Larry Clayman is one of the best. He, he lays it out. There's no, there's no gray area with him. He lays it out. The other guy that's great too is Gerald Salenti. You get him on a roll, and you got problems. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going to take a look at his website tonight. Uh, I think he's very interesting, and I think I think he, when he lays out what he says, that's how a lot of people feel. And if you go into a weekend with bad news, and you hear a guy like Clayman, who's still at 71 years old, is fighting the good fight, it, it kind of picks up your spirits because listen, you got nowhere to go. If you don't fight, where are you going? You're going to stay in Illinois. But if he fights fight, with the right weapon. He fights exactly. with the law of the Enlightenment. The American law, exactly. which is to be our shield. See, the exactly. reason anybody has any respect for lawyers aren't because of the scum short in the pants Mike Madigan or Ed Burke. Those scum half-assed pansy gangsters. Those scum misuse law to enrich themselves and their cohorts in crime. Law in this country is to defend me against them and against this Illinois dimwit that wants to criminalize the pointing out of it. And the, and the real information to combat the misinformation. Did you know, for example, Greg, California could very well re-implement masking indoors. L.A. County Public Health Department urging people to wear masks indoors as coronavirus cases surge. We now, L.A., uh, 72% of people right now, right now, with COVID, 72%. In case there's some CPS student who can't figure out how to change the dial on the radio, because I don't want those scumbags listening. That's Sean. seven out of ten that are sick now with COVID are vaccinated and wear their masks. It doesn't mean jack, yet they're going to double down on fascism. And that's what Democrats feel comfortable in. Go ahead. Sean, you know, um, I just got off of uh, like a sinus issue. You know, it, it, it's, it's hitting a lot of people around here. There's no way I'm going to put another mask on and make sure that my bacteria is gathering in a very close area around Absolutely my nose. Not. It would be devastating. Please. It's so counterintuitive. Yeah. It is so counterintuitive to wear a mask like that. It's it's unbelievable. And and it's just a matter of pushing how it's a schoolyard bushy bully. How far can they push you? How far yeah. they can they push you? Well, and here's my answer to Democrats. Limit. And it's my answer when my kids ask me about the mask or my nieces and my nephew. If God wanted you to wear a mask, he'd have made you Tony Preckwinkle. 
Thank you very much. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, buddy, dittos. Mm-hmm. Got a question for you that I wonder. I'm, I think you'll be able to answer it, but I'm not sure. I'm wondering between you and I how many free paid sick days have you and I had in the last 30 years, brother? I've never had a paid sick day. This is the first time in my life I've ever worked for a company. I was 53 or 4 when I signed my contract. That's it. I've never had a job in my life where they paid me to sit on my fat, lazy ass, which is why I get off of it, and it's round and perfect. See? It works. It's beneficial for everyone. In the meantime, there's a lot of cream puffs out there waiting for their checks to roll in. Harry! Hey, uh, I think uh, Conway West uh, shouldn't have, have been removed from Twitter, and what he said about uh, Germans what being intelligent was true. Kanye West is a moron. He was a moron. He's a morphodite. Who gives a rip what that freak show says? Let's watch him burn up all the fraud money he should have never had in the first place. Kanye West. Please. What an absolute moron. Yeah, let, let, let's fight. And by the way, Terry, what he said is the truth. You sound old, Terry. You sound old. You probably had relatives that went to fight Nazis. You're going to sit up? And stick up for somebody who defended him? You moron. Change the station. I don't want you listening either. 312-642-5600. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Special thanks to JohnPassNews.com, Gobert's Farm, Annette Kalavec, Unistaff Jobs, Mathnasium, Arlington Heights Heating and Air Cooling, Jeff Tishner, author of High Tech versus Highest Tech. Gatto industrial platers, among others, who have become business benefactors and helped kids who are victims of socialist governments. They're not smart people. You know how many actual German citizens the Nazis, the National Social Worker Party, killed? To talk about Nazis as if they're Germans shows the stupidity of the speaker. These are idiots, whether they're Kanye West or that freak Fuentes, that child moron, or Terry. Morons. My people killed the Nazis, and I'm damn proud of it. Don't come on here and ever promote that bull dung. Lucky you're an old lady. Idiot. I mean, idiot. A freaking idiot. These are the useful idiots that Republicans rely on. Because if it's a Republican, who he went to see Trump. Kanye West and his fat-ass wife did more harm to this nation than any North Korean did. What do you think of that, dummy? Dumbass! Morons. Really, it irritates the Durbin out of me. Mike and Elgin. Hi, Sean. Hey, uh, I I really, my heart goes out to those people in jail. I mean, that's, that's scary that they can do that to our country. But... Robert Bork, in his, he wrote a book, you know, the guy that was uh, turned down at Supreme Court. He wrote a book that said 90% of the people that are in, that in jail are there voluntarily. And I'd like to explain a little bit because it goes to the fact of the 14th Amendment, which was a fraud in the first place, which was treason. 
because they invented what was called a U.S. citizen. And the Supreme Court ruled on the 14th Amendment. It says that, that you know, the, US, the 14th Amendment came after the 13th Amendment that freed yes. the slaves. Yes. And the, four, the, the Supreme Court ruled on the 14th Amendment. It says that it only applied to, to the recently freed slaves. So the U.S. 14th Amendment created a U.S. citizen. And that's why... U.S. citizens have privileges. Now, you know, I, I yes. first heard, I remember in the, uh, in the trial great, in uh, California. It's a great point of view. Because yeah. what it does is it creates a welfare system, and it does something called entitlements. And that's yeah, it does. how you get a welfare yeah, roach and a welfare state. And what they knew was that that cancer metastasizes. And I believe, what was it, 1913 or 19, what was it, when it was done? For the... For the, the 14th, 14th Amendment? Yeah. Oh, no, that was like uh, 1878, somewhere oh, around there. In, in fact, if anybody wants to understand what the 14th Amendment says, Andrew Johnson, who was the president after Lincoln, vetoed the bill, vetoed the 14th Amendment, and they impeached him for it. But he wrote out, he was an attorney himself, and he wrote out a whole discourse on what the implications of the 14th Amendment would be. So people that claim U.S. citizen, which we all do, it's un, you know when you Mike, sign I up love to be this a citizen, I love it. Yeah, when you Big, sign up to be a citizen, you know when you sign up to, to vote and everything, they always ask, "Are you a U.S. citizen?" There used yeah. to be years, uh, a few years back, on the passport, there was two choices to get a passport. One was U.S. citizen, and the other was a national. There was no such thing as a U.S. citizen until the Fourteenth Amendment, and like I said. The 14th Amendment U.S. citizen only has privileges. When Trump was in court recently, you know, for his tax thing, they, the, his attorney got on the radio and I heard her say he claimed his Fifth Amendment privilege. Well, there's a huge difference between a privilege and a right, you know? Yeah. U.S. citizens only have privileges. Uh, nationals of your state, that means you, you're in the state, have rights. And you yeah. can only claim your constitutional right as, a, as an individual person because attorneys under... As a under, nationalized, uh, as a nationalized yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. Un, it's interesting, under, Mike. I like this. Make people yeah. think. And then before you know it, people will be saying, wait a minute. Well, then what about all my entitlements? And then you realize you're yeah. really not much better than anybody else claiming something for nothing. I like it, Mike. Nice. See what happens when you don't mention Nazis? We have a nice conversation. Thomas and Elgin. Hey, how's it going? Good, brother. How are you? Doing all right. Hey, funny story. I actually found your show by accident because I actually work at a dealership. And I was looking through random radio channels, and suddenly I hear this guy talking straight facts, and I'm like, how the hell did I not hear about you guys before? Oh, thank you, brother. So you're new to the show? New to the show. Oh, I love it. Thank you. That means the world to me. Now, let me ask you something. How old are you? Doesn't matter. There's no right answer. Uh, 22. That's the best part of the story. Because yeah. it's your generation that's going to save things, brother. It's your generation. Yeah, I'd like to say that, but seeing how our last election where most people, you know, grew up in those kind of schools where everybody gets, uh, uh, like, taught that, like, oh, no, this is the right way instead of reading the most important document. Like, I don't remember anyone in my generation, especially in my school, that read the full Constitution. But there's you. I checked the rights that we have. Our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's but there's what you. And I'm going to make you. Country. I'm going to make you feel good. All throughout history, you know how many people actually make the world go go around and make it better? A third. 
That's it. It was a third that didn't want to be slaves to a king. It's always a third. It's a third that actually pay taxes. The rest Amen. are just ass. They're just, the rest are just barnacles on the ass of society. You, my friend, are the third. You are who, who this show is for. I don't give a rip about the two thirds of scumbags. Thank you, Thomas. That made my night. How much time I got there, Squirrel? I don't want to shortchange anybody. In the meantime, here's something government's not supposed to ever be able to do. L.A. County Public Health Department urging people to wear masks indoors as coronavirus cases surge. We could see a return. Boy, that keeps people from wondering where it came from in the first place. And the cult of safety will always give away their own rights and demand other citizens be stripped away. But not us, because we're the third that makes things go around. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. guest is quite the warrior. You see, if you're part of the Sinaloa cartel or the New Generation cartel, the supply chain of your drug distribution and sex trafficking has never been greater. The Biden administration has been the greatest asset. Unfortunately, these are very big problems. My next guest is fighting these problems. She started off by founding a nonprofit organization called Youth Wave Exposure. Explosion Foundation. It has produced over 2,000 television programs globally. She has since become the producer of a new documentary called Freedom Cry, Sex Trafficking in America. Her name is Dr. Mary Crowley. How are you? Thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me on, Sean. It's good to be on here. I just flew in from L.A., and uh, it's good to be in Chicago. Yes, it's the same politics, far worse weather. You're going to love it. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I watched a um, an expose on a ten year old girl who was brought over the border by the Sinaloa cartel and turned out by somebody that was not a relative. However, she was forced to call her aunt to become a sex worker. And I thought to myself, that is not only outrageous, but it is common, unfortunately. And this is something that's been going on for decades, is it not? Well, yes, it has, Sean, and the borders have indeed been opened, and there's a whole new flow of, you know, young girls and boys and women that are being trafficked out, flown into different states in the middle of the night, being handed off to cars, you know, with no paperwork. Under the Biden regime, it's probably the largest sex trafficking, you know, in in, in the world right now, what we're seeing on our watch. But my film, Freedom Cry, uh, really is more about how the women and boys are groomed in America. It's really not about the border crisis. It, this is really about how it's homegrown. You know, a million kids are literally missing every year right in America. A million kids. Correct. You know, I'm old. I remember when kids would be on the back of milk cartons, and if two disappeared from your neighborhood, the whole neighborhood would go crazy, and everybody would try to solve that problem. What do you think has happened to America since it's become acceptable? Is it that Americans have become more immoral or just more stupid? 
Well, I think what's happening, there's so much money involved with it. And, you know, I've interviewed the district attorney in, in Orange County, uh, California, which is the largest and richest county in the in the world, 20 years of DA. And he said uh, four girls can tech, typically bring in about a million dollars tax-free. And if you get caught with drugs, typically, of course, you go to jail. Uh, with, with women or young boys, a lot of times they develop the Stockholm Syndrome. So, you know, oftentimes they, they won't say anything because they're afraid. Or, you know, they've grown to, to fall in love with their, you know, the perpetrator. And that's a Romeo pimp. So there's a number of things, but right now we're trying to expose it because, uh, interestingly enough, Sean, a lot of people just didn't seem to want to know because I don't think people think there's people that are this evil out there. That's what I'm kind of feeling. It's kind of like see no evil, hear no evil. It's like if they don't know about it, it's not gonna, it's not happening kind of situation. And that's why it's so important to wake people up. Well, it's there's obviously wake people up. There's obviously a way that this is marketed and this is advertising. And what I find interesting is that we, for the last two and a half years, um, normal Americans who, for the most part, work hard and want to solve problems and want property rights, if they would post something on any of the social media sites, no matter what it was, about asking the origins of something like COVID or correcting some information about a news story of political corruption, all of a sudden, these oligarchs that run the Silicon Valley would know who they are, they would blacklist them, they would remove it from the Internet. Why can't those same oligarchs stop the advertising for prostitution and sex trafficking? Well, Sean, it be because many of them are involved in it. That's why. You know, that's, that's why, because they're involved. The elites, I've studied and done a lot of interviews uh, about the 13 bloodline families, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, a number of these ones, and this is how they get their money. And they're in on it. That's why. Like, for instance, I'll tell you a story. You brought up about the milk cartons. Yeah. Well, I actually interviewed a woman named Noreen Gosh, whose son Johnny got abducted from Des Moines, Iowa in 1982 as a 12-year-old paperboy. He was actually, according to Noreen, the first kid on a milk carton, uh, you know, on a milk carton. Johnny yeah. Gosh, have you seen me? And so um, 12 years on America's Most Wanted, there was clues, but they never were able to find them. Finally, on the Lisa Gibbons show, shared her story. She said on air, Johnny, your father and I are no longer married. We're no longer living in the house that you're abducted from. My address is in the Des Moines phone book. Please come home, Johnny. And, you know, three months later, Sean, the middle of the night, knock on the door. She looks out the people and she hears the voice of her son saying, Mom, it's me, Johnny. And she opened the door, and there her son is now 20, like probably five, with another uh, kid his age. And they come and sit in the living room on the couch, and he says, Mom, I got abducted by an elite pedophile ring that goes up to the highest levels of government, entertainment, and business. And he said, and I've got, I eventually escaped, but I've got to stay underground because they'll kill me, they'll kill you. And um, this is this is what's happening in the highest levels. That's what Epstein Island was. There's I was so going to bring that up to you. It's it's what's well, astonishing is how many high high ranking politicians and royal family members partook mm-hmm. in this. It's astonishing to me that it all just. I mean, it's still brought up from time to time, but it's become a national joke, a national punchline. And I remember the newscaster who had the story three years prior was caught on tape 
saying that she had the story and how it was squashed from powerful people. So that kind of plays into your hand. And I know you risk and probably have been demonized as a conspiracy conspiracy theorist. However, oh, I, I am. I am a conspiracy theorist. Huh, like <laughs> you know that. what? It's really truth. I, I am a realist, a conspiracy realist, because that's the way. See, as you probably know, there's six corporations that own all the mainstream media outlets. That's why I don't watch any of them. Because even, you know, Fox, who, there's some good people on Fox, but even if you have a couple good people on there, but a lot of it, the rest of it's lies, if you put a lie in, in truth, it's still a lie. And so the thing is, if you just get your intel or info from mainstream media, you're not going to have any clue. You know how I went down the rabbit hole? Um, I came back from Thailand. I went with my videographer in 2017. Trump had become president. He put out his first executive order was against child trafficking in America. And uh, I was invited over there. I came back, though, with some good footage. And I, you know, I am a, a Christian. Uh, in prayer one day, I, I really felt God speak to me and said, I don't want you to do this about Thailand. I want you to showcase what's happening in America. I ended up getting introduced to Liz Crokin, who actually uh, was a hardcore journalist. She, she'd done, you know, Chicago Tribune. She actually used to work for the Chicago Tribune. She actually worked for the White House as a press correspondent under George W. But she knew Trump, and she said, you know, why are they demonizing Trump? She would see that, but then she would write a story about trafficking. And she said every time she wrote one for a blog she got hired to do, she ended up getting like thousands of you know thousands of reads, and then they'd fire her. And so she started to see that they're in on this. So as I interviewed Liz, she started talking about, you know, the WikiLeaks thing that just come out. You started hearing about all these uh, Podesta emails with they use certain terminologies for, you know, I'm going to go have a cheese pizza for a, for a half an hour. Or, you know, they would use these terminologies that were known um, in, you know, that they used as code words in these emails. And then it was demonized as Pizzagate. But no, did anyone sure. really, did anyone really even research the allegations because what's sticking out in my mind is how Bill Clinton had originally tried to downplay his involvement and said he was only on the on the uh, to the island what six times I think he said and two no, and a half more like twenty six times well two and a half years later we find out that due to the fact he was the president and even afterwards he had to register his flights it was twenty six times and you know there's mm-hmm. there's a there's an involvement that is nauseous between high-ranking American politicians and business people and Jeffrey Epstein. And obviously that could have only existed with very powerful cover-up. But at simultaneously with that, in this country, there has been a culture push to normalize this kind of pedophilia. And we have this new talking to adults and calling it minor attracted person. And this new push to sexualize kids in libraries and let them go to drag shows, which have always been risque and always been... Uh, sexualized and you know it coincides with something that if you are clear thinking is an outrage why do you think so many americans sit idly by as this happens to their own kids well i think there's a number of people that are waking up sean you know i've been to some of these school boards Uh, you know i actually interviewed a guy named mario he deems himself mario presents and uh, he went to one of the school boards out in los angeles county where a father actually contacted him uh, his daughter had come home 12 years old from school and had seen, you know, a film that, that was trying to normalize this type of behavior. And the father was aghast and 
eventually, um, you know, made a big ruckus at the school. And, and he brought this Mario um, with him, and he's actually got gays against grooming. This guy is, is gay, but he's, they're against what they're doing in these schools. Well, of course. I, have I mean, relatives. a lot of people... I have relatives yeah. that, that, are, that uh, are homosexual, and uh, nobody was for this, except if you're twisted and you're sick and you're a degenerate scumbag. And it all seems to fall on the parties. On the, uh, but well, particularly, well, there's well, a party on, normalization on the Democrat side that is undeniable, and it cannot be uncoupled. But see, this is why, and I'm in L.A., and I'm in the media mountain and the mountain of arts and entertainment. It's, they, they've controlled, like even Elijah Wood of you know, Lord of the Rings, he, he has said that Hollywood is run by pedophiles. You look and see what's happening with Disney, and see, this is on purpose. They're doing it by design. Um, you know, they just had that Buzz Lightyear, you know, movie that came out yeah. that they had two women get married or something, and it bombed. Their movies are bombing. If they would have just not had that scene in there, it probably would have done, you know, millions of dollars. But it's an agenda. So we have to stand up and speak up and not shut up until we see this open up. And it takes it. You know what? There is a lot of people waking up, Sean. People are fighting back. And that's why I'm putting out this movie. We're going to be screening it Monday evening. Uh, and, you know, and it's free. Uh, you know, my friend Christine McGovern, actually, who's been on your show quite a bit. She's the one who Christine gave Shanahan McGovern. You, let's not. She's the you know, I do like a couple of Irish people. They're far and few between, but she's one of them. <laughs> sorry. I, OK, sorry about the Shanahan. No, okay, no I like that. So. Um, so anyway, and, and you know, my whole wheelhouse is not any trafficking. I, I'm a journalist, but I'm also out there to get the truth out there. And you know what? If we don't speak up for the children, you know, if they normalize this type of behavior. I mean, in fact, if they're trying to tell these kids that, you know, if you want to get, you know, become like, you know, there's an age of innocence. You remember, I don't, I remember when I was like seven, eight years old, I was a tomboy. And yeah. I didn't, you know, I hung out with boys, climb trees, you know, do what. If they would have told me because I, I, I was gay or something, because I was more acting like a boy. I it's mean, ex- there's an age of... There's an, an expression age of you never hear gone. anymore either. You know, that's the yeah, saddest part. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You're right. And so what I'm saying, the point I'm making is there's an age of innocence that girls don't like boys. Boys don't like girls. It's just a normal thing. And then you get to the point where, of course, things change. But that's an age of innocence that we need to let kids be kids. Yeah. And they're pushing an agenda. And I know teachers that are standing up. One one uh, friend of mine, her daughter is a teacher, and, and she she was told this one uh, girl named Stella now wants to be called Steve. And the you know principal says, you have to call him Steve. She said, I'm not calling him Steve. I'm calling her Stella. And you have to use the pronoun they. And it's like, no, I'm calling her her. And, you know, they're, they're not going to acquiesce to what they're doing. We're fighting up. She might lose her job. But you know what? If enough people start standing up and speaking up, and not watching their programs, not going to their movies, don't go to Disneyland, don't watch Disney. You know, I hope you Disneyland Dis- goes I under. W- so. I wonder what you think, because my knee-jerk reaction, when this all first started to come out, my kids were older, but I had always kept my kids out of the public school. And it was mm-hmm. hard. Work, jobs, and you know, my wife worked, and the whole nine yards of it. But now it is so infiltrated and been normalized. This is even in infiltrating parochial schools. Is that not true? Yeah, you know, uh, my kids went to private Christian schools. No, I understand that one. I wanted to keep them out of the public school. Um, it, it probably is. I haven't really researched what's happening in the parochial schools, but a lot of these teachers, you know, that went to these some of these universities, 
This is what happens. A lot of these kids maybe are raised in a Christian home. They go to some of these universities, and these professors are Marxists or socialists. And, you know, they, they kind of learn some of these agendas. And uh, then they get taught in some of these schools. And, yeah, some of it can spill over. Now, does your documentary make the full circle about how boys and girls start out not liking each other and it takes like 45 years of marriage and a divorce and then they don't like each other again? Do you make the full circle or where do you go with it? You're funny, son. I'm Um, kidding. I'm kidding. I want to tell the people, where can they go to watch it? And uh, while you're in town, where are you going to be? Well, actually, I'm I'm here. I'm staying with my friend, Vicki, Vicki Finnegan. She's another Irish girl, right, Vicki? Yeah, and, I have uh, sympathy, um, sympathy for the Irish women. Sympathy. Well, on Monday yeah. evening, we are going to actually be at uh, 150 in Bourbon Street. Um, that's uh, 3359 West 115th Street in Marionette Park, Illinois. Um, we're going to be showing it. It's, it's 7 o'clock. We're going to have some appetizers, socializing, and then we're going to show my film, which is a little over an hour. Uh, Bobby Titan is going to be there. Christine Shanahan. McGovern, did I say that right? You did it right. You, Perfect. Did, right. did I? And and then I've got uh, we've got Tanya Joy. You know, she was Miss Illinois. Uh, we've got uh, Vicky Finnegan will be there. Steve Castle, you know, he's the pastor that stood up against some of these dictates, uh, tyrannical dictates that shut the church down. It's okay to have the 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 weed stores open and the trip clubs open, but the churches were non essential. So <laughs> well, that's um, that's the yeah. Illinois economic plan. Pot stores, gambling houses—it's the way it goes. So yes, you, you are you are privy to all of that, and I hope you survive it. In the meantime, this is going to be fun. One one five Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, and that is this Monday, the fifth. Correct? Yeah, the fifth. And then you know we're going to stream it too. If, if people want to go onto my website, it's marycrowley dot com. You know my name, Sean, is right in the middle of America. It's M E R I C. R-O-U-L-E-Y dot com. And like uh, we're going to have, the, yeah, the, the, we're going to have the flyer up there. And uh, we're going to stream it on Rumble. Um, you know, it, I've got somebody that's streaming it that Biggie's hired. So we'll have it on the website exactly where they can go to watch it. But we're going to probably stream it live at about 7.30 on, on December 5th. And um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And let me tell you this. A lot of people might not want to. Well, I don't want to know about sex trafficking. Listen, you need to know because of the way that the kids are groomed. They're groomed. I'm not talking about over the border and cartels. I'm talking about homegrown people that are grooming your children right on video games, right in the schools. And, and you need to be aware of how this happens. And then my ending of my show, it's all happy endings. Good. It's a tearjerker, but it's going to be, it, people are going to walk away going like, wow, that was really inspirational. Good. This so, is wonderful. This, and, you know, I have to tell you, I, I am just so, so happy that I was born in an era that would have never tolerated this. And my neighborhood was primarily a Chicago neighborhood, Democrats. We didn't have any pedophiles. They mysteriously disappeared. That was the beauty back then. It wasn't tolerated. Now, instead, we have organizations that call pedophiles minor attracted persons. So I thank you for being courageous enough to do this and especially from the hubs of democrat run areas which are now unfortunately so many times aligned with it so thank you very much for doing it i truly appreciate it dr mary crowley thank you for coming on well thanks sean for having me on and thank you all the listeners listen i i i love chicago and the state of illinois and this is where abraham lincoln came from so uh you know what it's time for us to stand up i believe california is red 
You know, they, I believe probably Illinois was won a lot of the seats were won by Republicans. But we well, just I don't know how old you are. Out. But when I was young, what is tolerated as policy would have never been accepted as an idea. Because back then, people had yeah. a better conscience than they have now. Unfortunately, they've been lured with money for nothing. So yeah, no, that's, that's the true, problem. That's going to change. We're like going to see a big shift. A great awakening is here. So. Yeah, in the Thanks meantime, I'll be in Florida, time. tan, where it's already here. Thank you very much, Mary. Okay. Thanks, John. God bless you. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. All right, we'll open the line. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal, and they just dropped an article. The G7 Russian oil price cap of $60 a barrel. You see, when the Biden administration massively, massively screwed up the economy of not just America, which you knew they were going to do when this dimwit in diapers stole the office, but with the backing of the Ukrainian oligarch-run government that was involved in a civil war where it was killing its own people for eight years, when they decided to come through with the money laundering scheme of war profiteering, and said that they put sanctions on Russia. They put sanctions on everybody but Russia. Russian oil sales massively increased to the tune of 50%. Countries around the world sided with Russia over what they knew was an American war profiteering scheme. Now, tonight, the G7 sets Russian oil price cap of $60 a barrel. U.S.-backed plan... Who's talking about this? I'm like, I have NBC. I have CNN. Who else do I have on? Oh, I, I, I have MSNBC. Nobody's talking about this. It turns out the U.S.-backed plans to limit Russian oil revenue while keeping global supply chains open. And we're all talking about Venezuela? See, the plan is to backdoor nationalize American energy sector which they have been unable to do, although it's cost the energy sector plenty in bribery called lobbying to keep it open. But this government doesn't fool me. It is a failure wrapped in lies sold by professional liars, whether they're the media or the dimwits themselves, if they can keep them jacked up on B12 and Viagra long enough to spit out a sentence. My approach to building the economy of the future is working because of the strong support of your delegation. And when you see these big projects in your hometown and cranes going up, shovels in the ground, workers with hard hats, I want you to feel the way I feel. Pride. You should be ashamed that this dimwit in diapers not only somehow was able to steal the election, but still touts success with the backing of economic illiterates who are clearly too stupid to see exactly what is happening here. And the understatement of the year from the fallen crypto boss, Sam Bankman-Fried. I mean, look, I, I've had a bad month. Um, this has not been a fun month for me. Billions of dollars stolen, frauded, in a Ponzi scheme that was only kept alive because he bribed the Democrat mafia. And some Republicans as well. Those are the same kind of Republicans that sit idly by as the government is used as a weapon of fascism. 
Now to the latest developments in the criminal tax fraud trial against the Trump organization. It could soon be wrapping up with closing arguments set to begin today. NBC News investigative correspondent Tom Winter joins us now from outside the courthouse. So Tom, this is a pretty complex case, and we should point out former President Trump has denied any wrongdoing. He's not been personally charged in the case. But walk us through what the... But the IRS has been weaponized against its political adversaries because the IRS was not involved in any of the LLCs with the Hunter Biden name on him and the Joe Biden name, which had offices, which had vehicles, which had expense account and had filings in the government. Not one time was there any audit for the Biden regime or FTX, Sam Bankman fraud or the rest of it. Not to mention the $20 billion, billion that is missing from the American money sent to the infiltrated by Nazi Ukrainian government. Doesn't that bother anybody? But should you have not known exactly what we were in store for? I mean, after all, this is the way the business runs in the Biden crime syndicate. To convincing that, that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." See, because it's a crime syndicate, of which at that time he was a capo to the underboss, or he was an underboss to the boss. That's what it was. That's how it was run. All with your money. So the idea that $20 billion are missing from this new fund of fraud in the Ukrainian so-called support for the government, which it's not, shouldn't surprise anybody. Because the plan didn't work. The plan enriched only the upper echelon, as it always does. And now they're trying to manipulate and reestablish some semblance of normalcy as they helped Russia make tremendous amounts of billions, well, we all suffered for it. And in the meantime, they buy off the American support by pretending they're going to deliver services and goods to the welfare people, to the people who need, who are victimized by policies. They don't. It doesn't work. And that's exposed whenever Maxine Water rears her ugly face and her organization has a meeting like they did today. And the executive director of the uh, Dallas Housing Authority, Mr. Troy Bussard, had been working for quite some time with local advocates, people who wish to come in and provide affordable housing and to do these things because they saw firsthand the problems in North Texas. As you know, Texas is growing. North Texas ex- ex- exponentially growing. And a series of letters, conversations, including with a senior member from North Texas, Eddie Bernice, Chairwoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, and myself were completely unsuccessful in attempting to even get HUD, including a letter from and work with Mr. Broussard, Executive Director, Dallas Housing Authority, to get HUD to even respond properly. And they came back and by and large gave excuse after excuse after excuse saying a waiver 
would be too complicated for Dallas, Texas to deal with the problems that local people had. That's all. They do not help their political opposition from housing and urban development, welfare, subsidies to the Department of Justice and the IRS. They weaponize the government against their philosophical political challengers. A company is being accused of here. Right, Joe. So this all centers around this idea that the company essentially, according to the indictment, was in cahoots with its former CFO, Alan Weisselberg, or vice versa, depending upon how you look at it or your point of view from the attorneys in this case, uh, that they were working together not only for Weisselberg to receive these perks uh, kind of off the books, not paying taxes on an apartment and a car and tuition for his grandkids for school. So he faces jail. Trump organization faces criminal charges. The whole time after a vice president used the public's money as his own bribery scheme and his son sat on the board of the country's biggest energy company and the IRS isn't involved in it. There's no indictment for tax records. So you're supposed to believe this is about justice. This is about misjustice, miscarriage of justice. And the weaponization of your government against anybody who stands in the way of the government mafia led by the Democrat Party. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You think the war was about Russia and Ukraine? What was the American position in 2014 when Ukraine started killing Russian Jews? People who spoke Russia for eight years, they were involved in a civil war. Where was all the outrage? This was because Russia wanted to stop using the U.S. dollar to price oil. That's all it's always about. The corruption in the U.S. dollar as other countries refuse to go along to get along to pretend that our dollar is strong or built on anything other than its own corruption schemes. Dave in Barrington. Hey, Sean. Thanks again for, I guess, being a mostly lone voice exposing the core of corruption surrounding us. I guess I, I, I wanted to just make a couple of comments you know, the path of destruction this administration has been down is um, really going to be longstanding. Um, in, you in addition look how to, fast we came out of Obama. I mean it. You can come out fast. That's yeah. the problem. I mean, that, that's the good thing. The problem is well, you know, are so stupid they put this idiot in office, or they support him to this day. Well, how he has any <laughs> approval rating shows you how many scumbags are in the country. Well, you know, bringing up Obama... Obama he was trying to, uh, um, you know, put some influence on the SWIFT system back in his day, yeah. you know, to shut out certain countries. And, well, what, did, what happened? Obama administration replaced the head of SWIFT with their people. So what happens? We're doing all these sanctions. These sanctions aren't doing anything but empowering Russia and now their allies. And by knocking them out of SWIFT... They're developing their own system. Exactly. They say, you know what? See you later. 
forget it. We're going to have our own system. And that's what the war is. That's why we're supporting this. That's why we sit idly by. And the average American doesn't even know there is a SWIFT system. You exposed it because you know about it. That's what more people have to do, educate themselves on exactly why was Obama supposedly such a good president, and how many hot conflicts were we in at the time he left office, (laughs) and how many did Trump end? That's why Trump should have some support among all people. He stopped the mindless killing. But it's back on now, brother. Dave and Barrington, I went along with you. Thank you, babe. Stay for the national anthem. How much time I got, Squirrel? Jeff, you got 35 seconds, brother. Hey, Sean, I would like just one journalist to ask Obama about that little comment when Biden was popping off. I would like it too, Jeff, but you're not going to get yeah, one no, because that would that would uh, make no. people think that maybe these political whores are using the public money for their own devices. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. All right. Now, this is about kids as far as I'm concerned. That's why we do all this. Our generation, unfortunately, is the one that gave away their freedom and their liberty, and they're willing to sit by as their neighbors are stripped from them. But the kids, they're going to have to stand up for themselves to a certain extent. So let's hear from a... How old is she, Squirrel? Ten years old? Ten years old. Let's hear from a ten-year-old. Sing the national anthem. Give you some hope for the weekend. Because after all, we're Americans. Have a good weekend. Party like you're a Ukrainian lobbyist. Just don't get yourself in debt. Have a great weekend. Oh, say can you That's what you should be proud of. Not Biden's pay-to-play schemes or the fraud in the Democrat mafia. We will survive Biden's short-in-the-pants mafia. I'll be back on Monday. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.